0: Genesis chapter 32, we're going to look tonight at an incident in the life of Jacob. Jacob was an unusual character. Uh, the, the name Jacob means supplanter, uh, means one who, one who overthrows, who overtakes things. And, uh, and he proved to be just exactly that kind of person. Uh, you, you find in the, in the life of Jacob, he, uh, he, he, he uh, was in the field when his brother came home one day uh, from, from hunting, and he was very, very hungry. He wanted some of the, the food that Jacob had, had, had made up. It was like chili. It was called pottage. And uh, you, know, you would think that a loving brother would just say, sure, here you go. Uh, I'll give you this bowl, bowl of pottage. But no, he said, uh, tell you what, what have you got to offer me for it? And uh, it, his brother sold him his birthright, and, and he sold it for a mess of pottage. One thing you got to give Jacob, uh, Jacob desired the blessings of God. Now, he didn't always go about them the right way, but he desired it. He, ha- he had a desire to be blessed, and he wanted to be used of God. Uh, later on in life, when his father was, was uh, getting up in years and, and decided to, to pass on the blessings to his sons, his, his eyes were dimming, and, uh, and so he called, he called his oldest son, which was Esau, and uh, he said, uh, if you'll go and, 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 and get something for me in hunting and prepare it venison the way that I like it. He says, after that, I'll go ahead and I'll bless you. Well, Jacob's mother overheard that. And uh, so she, she said, well, let's, let's get you in there ahead of time. And, and maybe you can get the blessing instead of your brother. Make a long story short, they, they deceived dad, uh, thought it was, thought it was Esau. And in reality, it was Jacob. And he ended up giving him the blessing. And once he gave him the blessing, he couldn't renounce it. And needless to say, Esau was not happy with his brother. And uh, he had, he had uh, already in his mind and his heart had plotted to take his brother's life. There was a tremendous enmity between the two of them. So Jacob took off and he left for many years and went and found a wife. In fact, actually found two wives and uh, got married, had kids. And when we come at this point in the story... It's many years past all those incidences and all the conflict between the two brothers. And now he is preparing to see Esau face to face. He hasn't seen him for years. The last time he, he uh, saw him, Esau had a desire, and that was to take his brother's life. And so he's looking at this meeting with much fear and much trembling and much dread, really not knowing uh, what is going to transpire and what's going to take place. There's something, however, that, that, uh, that happened the night before that important meeting. And it was, it was a, a, a wrestling match, and that's what we're looking at tonight, is, is Jacob's wrestling match the night, before, the night before he and Esau met. It was an important time in Jacob's life. Because Jacob had to come face to face with some things, and before he could, he could, before he could get resolved, before he could uh, get uh, resolution to the situation with Esau, he and God had to get some things settled. And that's exactly what happened that night in that wrestling match. So look with me, if you would, in chapter 32, verses 24 down through the end of the chapter. Let's stand together, if you would, please. And if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, allow them to look on with you, if you have one. And let's read read together. You read along silently as I read aloud. Beginning in verse 24, it says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And that's Jacob talking to the person that he's wrestling. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, "Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name?" And he blessed him there. Never told him what his name was. It's obvious that he that it, was, it was the Lord that he was wrestling with, probably in an angelic form. And in verse uh, uh, verse thirty, and Jacob called upon the name of the place called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Penuel, the, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eaten out of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh, in the sinew it shrank. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we ask that, that uh, you would work in our hearts tonight as we take a look at a struggle that uh, Jacob had, that he thought his biggest struggle was with Esau. But the truth of the matter was that his biggest struggle was with God. And Father, that's exactly the way it is with us. We might think we're wrestling against flesh and blood, but in reality we're wrestling sometimes against ourselves, sometimes uh, and often against uh, something that you're trying to get accomplished in our lives. And Lord, uh, Jacob had problems and he had, he had some, some tremendous deficiencies. But there was one thing that you got to give the guy credit for. He desired and valued highly the blessings of God. And so, Father, I, I pray that you would teach us something uh, from this wrestling match tonight that will be a blessing and a help to us. Help us, Lord, not just to see Jacob in scriptures, in the scriptures, but by the spirit of God, may we also see ourselves and we'll be careful to thank you and to praise you for what you do in our hearts. In Jesus name we pray and all God's people said, amen, you may be seated. When Jacob entered into this wrestling match that night, you know, I've often wondered as I've read through the story, I wonder what what he thought. I wonder how it actually took place. It doesn't give us a whole lot of preliminaries. It just says that he wrestled with a man, and he wrestled with him alone. Uh, what, what, I, what I think this tells us and shows us is that uh, our, our greatest struggles are, are not are really so much against other people as it is ourselves, and when we, when we have those struggles, we struggle with those things alone. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Uh, Jacob had no outside help there you know this was not a tag team wrestling match okay he couldn't uh, he couldn't slap somebody else's hand and say give me relief it was just him and God and uh, uh, you know oftentimes when God's working in our lives and we're struggling with things and you fill in the blank it can be anything It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a family struggle it can be a it can be a job struggle it can be a habit struggle it can be a, a, just a conflict that we have in circumstances. It could be anything. But but the bottom line is when it really all comes down to it, when you struggle, you don't struggle with a whole lot of help from outside. You end up having to struggle with that thing just between you and God. Uh, years ago, I, I was going through some... Some difficulties in ministries and in ministry, and, and it would just seemed like it was one thing after another. You know, it, it, right after you got one thing taken care of, another thing popped up, and after that popped up and got taken care of, another thing popped up. And I was just about as frustrated as I have ever been in life. And I had different people that I would call upon to, to give me advice and to give me help, and, and usually they, they were very, very helpful. This particular time, though, uh, I can remember calling up uh, Pastor Keck out in Wisconsin, and, uh, and I explained to him the whole situation, told him what I was going through, and, uh, and I said, uh, I, I says, I'm at my wit's end. He says, well, I got the answer for you. And he didn't usually talk like that very often. And, and so when, when I heard him say that, I said, whoa, great. <laughs> That's what I've been looking for, man. I need the answer. So I, I grabbed a, a, a pen. I grabbed a piece of paper. And I said, man, I got a pen and a paper. You, you give me the details of this thing, man. And I'm, I'm ready to go. And he said, OK, you ready? You ready to write it down? And I says, yeah, I'm ready to write it down. He said, OK, write this down. Get a hold of God. I said, pardon me? (laughs) He said, get a hold of God. He said, find out where God is on this thing. Find out what God's working on you about on this thing. And he says, when you find that out, he says, then you'll get the right direction, you'll get the right strength, and you'll be able to... You'll be able to go down the straws and and, and uh, get something accomplished for the Lord. Well, that was invaluable advice. At the time, I'll be quite frank with you, I didn't really appreciate it. I thought, well, this is overly simplistic. But he was absolutely correct. And, and the reason why that is is because uh, many of our struggles are really struggles where we just need to get alone with God and we need to work it out with the Lord and find out what it is that he is trying to get our attention on and what he's what He's trying to, to uh, get us to see in, in our lives. If you look down with me in verse 24, it said, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Um, when Jacob began, he thought he had an enemy that, had a hold of him. He didn't know how long this thing was going was to take. He had no clue what was ahead of him for that, for that night. And when you're, when you're having struggles, uh, regardless of what the struggles are, regardless of, of what, the, what the cause is, you don't know how long those things are going to last. Uh, you might think you're, you're heading into a short one and you end up with a long one. You could end up uh, thinking you're going to go into a long one, you end up with a short one. Uh, you, just, you just don't know. But one of the things that, that is kind of interesting to observe about this, this whole incident that night was that while Jacob was wrestling with God, he got hurt. He got hurt. God touched the, the hollow of his thigh and he was hurt, but then eventually he was helped and he was blessed. You know, I, I found this. I found that the, the, the blessing doesn't come oftentimes without some hurting. The blessing doesn't come without some, some things that might, might even go down deep. Uh, Jacob, But Jacob stuck with this person that he was struggling with. And again, he was struggling with God. And he, he, he kept with the struggle until he got the blessing. Don't give up. Uh, on God until you get an answer. Uh, You don't know how long it'll take. It might be a long battle. It might be a short battle. But if you're going through a struggle, stick with the stuff. Uh, I have never seen God honored through quitting. I've never seen God honored through, through giving up on God and giving up on the battle and giving up on the struggle. Uh, struggles come in many forms, many sizes, and, and many lengths. But the bottom line is, stick with the stuff until God gives you an answer. And that's exactly what Jacob did. Uh, you know, when I, when, I, when I read this story about, about Jacob and him wrestling with God, I think of one word, and that's the word tenacity. I mean, he, he was tenacious. That means he just, he just wouldn't quit. He wouldn't let anything stop him from getting the blessing that God had intended for him. And and the bottom line is this. If you're going through a struggle, let let me just tell you that on the other side of that struggle, there is a blessing waiting for you. There is something that God's going to teach you. There's something that God's going to leave with you. But but understand that, that struggles don't just happen in a Christian's life by accident. They always happen by design. If they happen by design, then they're there for a purpose. They're there for a reason. And that means that God's got something to teach us. God's got something to impart to us. And Jacob believed that. He believed that with all his heart. And that's why he stuck with the stuff. The blessing came, however, after the hurt. The blessing came after the struggle. And that's because he refused to quit. I can't tell you how many times I have watched Christians who have gotten disappointed, have gotten hurt, have gotten, gotten uh, become damaged goods for what, one reason or, what, or, or another, and have given up and quit just before they round the corner and get a blessing. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that understand that 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 struggle has come into your life for a purpose and God expects you to to stick with that thing until the until the struggle uh, is resolved and God shows you what it is that that uh, he wants to show you when 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 Jacob got started I would have to think and it doesn't say this in scripture but if you were if you were you know, walking in the dark and all of a sudden some guy came over and jumped on you and started wrestling with you, you wouldn't exactly think it was your buddy. <laughs> you wouldn't think it was your friend, you know. Uh, I'm sure he assumed it was an enemy. Now, it wasn't, wasn't an enemy at all. It, wasn't, it was God. It was God who was trying to get, get his attention. And, and when, when the Lord did that and began wrestling with him, the thing he attacked was, was his flesh, but he attacked his, he went after the flesh so that he could get a hold of Jacob's spirit. See, the, the, the problem was, was that Jacob went too much by the flesh. He went too much by the outward. And, and because of that, God knew that that had to change in Jacob's life. And uh, uh, that night, God got a hold of Jacob's spirit. And, uh, and, and because of it, Jacob was changed. It, you know, when, when we look at the story, it looks like it was Jacob who was trying to prevail against God. Of course, he didn't know it was God. He didn't know who it was. But you think about it, it really wasn't Jacob trying to prevail against God. It was God trying to prevail against Jacob and get his way rather than Jacob's way in Jacob's life. Look down in verse 25. It says, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, he didn't prevail against him because he didn't want to. Do you realize this was God who was wrestling against him? He could have broken this guy in half. Uh, It wasn't a matter of who could win, but it was who was going to benefit from, from this struggle. And that's really the bottom line in any struggle that you and I go through, no matter what it might be. Uh, God wants to get the honor. God wants to get the glory. God wants, wants you to end up on the right side of the struggle, not the wrong side of the struggle. And man, acting in the flesh is not the right side of the struggle. It's responding to the thing in a proper and in a spiritual way. And Jacob did that. He was, he was again, he was tenacious and he said, listen, I, I want a blessing. I think he finally figured out who it was he was, he was wrestling against and uh, said, I'm not going to let go of you until you give me a blessing. Uh, God, God knows what to touch in our lives in order to get a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Um, he's, you know, uh, each one of us is different. And, and that's, that's why it is so, so crucial that when we're going through struggles, we don't look at other people who may not be going through struggles and say, well, why aren't they having a difficulty with this when I'm having a, di-? I'll tell you why. Because right now they don't need it, you do. And when you look at those struggles as something that you need instead of just something that you endure, then you get on the right page and you realize that, hey, God's got this in my life for a reason. He's got it in my life for a purpose. And the purpose is to give us a broken spirit and a contrite heart. One of the things that, uh, and I, I believe it was shortly after Pastor Keck gave me that advice about just get a hold of God, find out where God is, uh, find out what page God is on, and then you make sure you get on the same page as as he is. And and so I began to do that. And and during that whole process, I can remember falling down on my face before God and saying, God, whatever it takes to, to get me to the place where I want what you want. Where I desire what you desire. When, and in fact, I remember using the, the, the Bible term, a broken spirit and a contrite heart, because the Bible says, a broken spirit and a contrite heart, thou wilt not despise, O Lord. And so, so I, I, I did that. And, and God worked miraculously as a, as a result of all those things that, that happened in my life. I am thankful. I can look back now at, at that struggle and many other struggles that I've had over, over the years and just be thankful to God. Not only that, I, that you know, it ended up on the, uh, on the right side of things and, and you could see the blessing, but I, I thank the Lord for the struggle because without the struggle, you wouldn't get the blessing. And that's the way it was with Jacob. Jacob never would have gotten the blessing had he not had the struggle. And when when God touched him, he didn't. T- when God touched Jacob, he didn't touch a weak part. He touched a strong part. He took a strength that he had and he made it very very weak. And the the, the term that's used in verse twenty five is is out of joint. It says uh, in verse in verse twenty five, it says uh, and the hollow, the last part of the verse, the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him and and you know i find that god oftentimes has to dislocate our plans he has to dis- dislocate our our uh, ideas he has to put out of joint uh, our desires and and even sometimes he has to he has to do things within our bodies in order to just get our attention and help us to see what it is that he's trying to get through to us Uh, From from this point on, uh, Jacob could no longer run away from his trouble. You know, one of the things that he did uh, when he found out that his brother was out to kill him, rather than try to resolve the thing with his brother, rather than try to get that thing taken care of, he took off. He ran. Well, guess what? After this night, he couldn't run anymore, (laughs) because the hollow of his thigh was touched and it, it affected from that day forward uh, even the way he walked. And, and every day he got a reminder of, of where his strength was. His strength wasn't in his physical body. His strength was in God. And down in verse uh, 26 and 27, it says in verse 26, and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. So the Lord said, just let's, let's end this thing, let's quit. And Jacob said, no, I'm not gonna quit. I, I'm gonna get this thing taken care of. And he says, I want a blessing. He finally figured out who it was that he was, he was wrestling against. And he told the Lord that uh, he wanted a blessing. Verse 27, he says, and he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Now, that's significant because Jacob means supplanter. Supplanter means overthrower. It means underminer. And that's exactly what he was. He was a conniver. Uh, he was one who, who, rather than trusting God to take care of things, grabbed the bull by the horns and took care of things himself. But, but understand, when he told him what his name was, that was a confession. Uh, he had to admit who he was, he was a supplanter. He was one that wanted to have control of situations. And it was God who wanted to have control rather than allow Jacob to have control. And, uh, you know, before, before we can go very far in our struggles, we've got to admit to God who and what we are. You know, what is, what is your name? Well, maybe your name is anger. Maybe your name is lust. Maybe your name is lack of temperance, lack of control. Uh, maybe your name is lazy or thief or strife. Maybe your name is gossip. Uh, maybe your name is, uh, is re- a rebel or rebellion. Uh, maybe your name is, is stubborn or drunkard or adultery or apathy or covetous or backbiter or liar whatever it is that that uh, might be an area where you struggle and where you're weak God wants to know if you know who you are and you're willing to admit it that's why the Bible says over in first John chapter 1 and verse 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness I believe the one of the first steps it's just going to God and saying, look, and I'm struggling. And one of the reasons why I'm struggling, even though we may not see the direct connection, is because of, a, of an area that we need to rectify in our lives. And then you go down, to verse, uh, go down to verse 28. It says, and he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as uh, a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed because he stuck with the stuff. He got a super blessing. God took his name and changed it from supplanter to Israel. Israel means soldier of God, and and he he went from being a supplanter to being a soldier, from one who who uh, uh, wanted to manipulate situations to one who was surrendered to God and wanted, to, wanted God's will and God, wanted God's way and wanted God's blessing in his, in his personal life. You look down in verse uh, uh, 29, and it says, And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask my name? And he blessed him there. He never did give him his name. Now, we know who it was. We know that it was the Lord who who struggled with him. But but maybe you're struggling with something, and and uh, you know y- your struggles might be finances. Your struggles might be interpersonal relationships. Your your struggle might be uh, y- you know you might be a, a young person who's struggling with his parents. Uh, you might be a parent who's struggling with your kids. Uh, you 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 might be struggling with a boss or with Christian friends or circumstances in your life. Uh, The bottom line is this, it's really none of those things. What you're really struggling with is God. And until we see that and until we admit that, we're not going to get the thing resolved. Uh, And again, it's just, it's being able to, to see that God had led us to that particular point in our life. And the reason why we're having a struggle is because God's trying to get something through to us. Can I tell you something? Sometimes you and I are thick-headed. Sometimes we're a little on the bull-headed side, okay? And uh, God has to, has to go. And, and, you know, when I say go to extremes, there are times, and, and I've, I've seen this in my life, I've seen this in the life of others. Uh, you might be going through a struggle right now, and, yeah, other people see something's off with you, but they don't have a clue what that struggle is. Maybe you're the only one who really does, but you know what God wants you to stick with the stuff to get a hold of God, find out why He's allowed that thing to come into your life, and then and get that thing get that thing taken care of and to prevail until you get a blessing. Now the next morning, if you look down with me in verse, uh, uh, let's see, well, verse 29. He says, he says, and Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed them there. So he got what he wanted. He got the blessing. So because he got the blessing, he let him go. In verse 31, it says, and as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh. Listen, from that day forward, Jacob never walked the same again. You could always know when Jacob was coming because of the sound of the walk. A person with a limp doesn't sound the same as a person without a limp. And every every time he got up to walk, he was reminded of the struggle that he had, the struggle that he had with God and the blessing that God gave to him because he prevailed during that struggle um you, you've ever just you know you've ever just thought some things through as you read scripture I realize it doesn't say anything in here about what he looked like. It just says that he limped, but he had to look pretty messy <laughs> you know I mean he spent the whole night wrestling with God, and uh uh you know it was it was a spiritual wrestling, but it was also also involved because he was in a in a in in a form. Uh, a a somewhat human form, Uh, Jacob thought it was a man. And so he was, you know, his hair was messed up. Uh, He was tired. Uh, His clothes were probably messed up. They were rolling around on the ground, so he was was dirty. And when he walked, he walked with a limp and probably looked a mess. But you know what? If you came up to Jacob that, that morning, and you, you crossed his path and you saw him and, and he'd been up all night so his eyes are baggy and his hair is a mess and his clothes are disheveled and he's dirty and he just he looks like he was taken through a not hold backwards. And you were to go up to Jacob and say, Jacob, what in the world happened to you? You know what I think he would say? I think he'd get a great big smile on his face. And he'd say, you know what? <laughs> I got blessed. <laughs> I got a blessing. Now, it didn't come without a price. It didn't come without a cost. Because he, because he stuck with the stuff, he ended up walking away from that thing limping. But from that day on, Jacob not only never walked the same, but he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same man. And, and he wasn't the same man because God had done a work in his life. Of course, look with me again at verse 26. It says, and he said, let me go. For the day breaketh, and he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. He went, he went from, from being a supplanter to being a prince and a soldier for God. He went from, from being a man who was running from God to a man who got a blessing from God. And that's because he didn't quit. He got a hold of God and he stuck with his stuff and, and in, until God showed him clearly what the struggle was about and God got a hold of his heart. Anytime there is any kind of a struggle in our lives, I am convinced that uh, what God is doing is he's stirring up the pot a little bit so that we understand that, listen, we can't live this life on our own. We desperately need God. And, and God wants to give us and, and cause us to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Struggles are a part of life. You know, the day we stop struggling is either the day they put us six feet in the ground. Well, it would be before that, whenever the life stops in our body. But uh, it'll either be that day when the life quits in our body or we get taken up to be with the Lord. Uh, After that, no more struggles. And all God's people said, (laughs) amen, amen, and amen. But until then, we've got struggles so that we can see what our our own needs are. It's not to show us the weakness of others, but it's to show us our own weaknesses and where we need to confront God and get a hold of God and get the blessings of God in our lives. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, thank you so much for the illustration and the story and the, the account of the life of Jacob and Lord, uh, he he had some problems. He definitely had some difficulties in his life, and and uh, had had some had quite a few weaknesses. But Lord, uh, he had a desire, and his desire was to be blessed of you. You know, I I I believe this this evening that uh, the desires of of most of the people that are here, maybe every person that's here tonight. Lord, they desire, we desire, to get a blessing from you. But that means we're going to have to confront some things. That means we're going to have to come face to face with some things. That means we might have to go through some long struggles. If we were to ask Jacob today if the blessing was worth the struggle, I am absolutely convinced he would say absolutely, absolutely. I'd do it all over again if I, if I had the opportunity. Uh, Lord, uh, help us to see tonight that uh, those struggles are to get us closer to God, to get us to the other side so that we can get a blessing from God and so that you can be honored and glorified in our lives. Father, get a hold of, of, our, of our hearts tonight, and as you speak to our hearts there's something that we need to take care of. Is there's something we need to confront. If, if maybe there's just some, some uh, fortitude that needs to be developed in our hearts and lives that, that says, listen, I, I am not going to quit this struggle until this thing is resolved. And I, I not only see what it is God's trying to get my attention on, but I grab a hold of the blessings of God as a result. Bless this this invitation. Speak to our hearts. And as you do, may we respond to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.